I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to In The Pocket, the bass guitar podcast where we get the low down on the low end. My name's Chris, a totally average bass player, and you may notice this week that something is a little different. Help! He's got me at gunpoint. Something's happened. <laughs> what are you doing? This guy butting this... in on here. Don't take me spot. This is my spot. podcast now, Johnny. This is mine. You've got very small to medium shoes to fill here. I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, Chris. That was a wonderful, wonderful intro. Um, you, you might, you might, like Chris said, realise that things are a little bit different. We're shaking things up. Chris is back. First time we've had, I was going to say a guest back like twice in a row, but you know, this things are going to be changing from here on. I, I'll hear you say it. Um, the lovely people, you know, said, Chris, you and Chris have got such lovely chemistry. It's just such a lovely time we had listening to your podcasts. And so uh, I'd like to, you know, formally welcome Chris as like a, a the, the, the co-host, if you like, or, or semi-regular, you know. We're going to be, it's never going to be me by myself anymore, I don't think. Because they're boring. We don't want that. Just me talking to myself. And for my own mental health, I don't think that I can take that for much longer. Just sitting in a room talking to myself. Um, so, Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being alive and, and being my friend over the internet. Well, thank you for, uh, thank you for having me for a third time. You know, they say, um, they say you play every venue twice, uh, once on the way up and once on the way down. And this is my third time on your podcast. So uh, I, don't know, I don't know what that means. Am I going up even further, lower than ever before? We will, uh, we will see. Well, as we get the low down on the low end, I would like to say that you're, you're, on, the low, you're on the low one now, on the way Thank down. You. On the way Thank down. you. It's a, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Amazing. Right, let's us crack straight on then with our first question. This first question comes from Chad on Instagram. Thank you so much, Chad. A good friend of the show. Always putting in questions, which I love. Um, question one says, uh, what is your favorite Pickup configuration. So, pickup configurations. You can go P, P, J, J. Uh, well, I suppose on J, the, the, a jazz-based pickup configuration is called J J, right? J J J J. I was just like a J. I was like, oh, there are not many bases just have a J. <laughs> a J, a J Jonah Jameson, a P, <laughs> a P <pee-pee>. P. <laughs> I stop there. I I would, I've never played a P P. I mean, I. I've played with a I've played with a PP in my time. You know. Hang yeah. on a minute. <laughs> We're only like 
less than five minutes in we've already three you know... minutes and five seconds stop the tape stop the tape <laughs> oh god this is why you're here to keep you under control <laughs> no pps on this pod um so uh p double p oh that's not even double better. p it's not P-P. even better let's let's just stick with pp did okay. you exist on because um yeah. um ivan thingy has got one on, yeah ah uh, oh, what's he said um Carranza. Carranza, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't sound Previous good. Previous guest of the show. Yes, exactly. Great YouTube channel as well. Um, yeah, he's got a... I can't remember the name. Is it a it's GNL? It's a GNL, yeah, the custom yeah, one. GNL. Yeah, GNL. GNL PP. And uh, PP is something that feels like it shouldn't work, but really does, um, mm. I think, anyway, sound-wise. Like, there's a Fujigen <laughs> one, and there's actually an affordable um, uh, Revelation. You know the brand Revelation? No. They're like cheap ones, a bit like vintage, where you get them in like your little music shops yeah. on the high street. Um, and they do, it's all like P bass and jazz bass copies. I've owned a jazz bass from there. And there, yeah, they, they do a PP. And I've always thought that, you know, it's saying that they look horrific, I think, PPs. Um, Ivan's is probably the best one I've seen. They just look wrong. Um, but they sound really good, I think, surprisingly. Um, because, you know, my go-to answer for this question normally is, is a PJ? Because mm-hmm. out of like pickups that fit nicely together, I feel like that's the best combination. Um, that being said, I do have a bit more of an opinion on this, but I'll let you answer now um, and I'll shut up. So <laughs> what's your opinion on pickup configurations? You, co-host, answer question now. <laughs> uh, um... I actually thought you were going to say PJ, which is why I I prepared a bit of a counter argument oh. for you. So I don't know whether this is just my experience with the particular pickups, the particular bases I've personally played that are a PJ. Um, I like a PJ, I like a J, and I like a P, but I never find that the PJ sounds as much. I have to think about how this sentence works now. I've never found PJ bass to do the P bit as good as the actual P bass. And then a PJ never seems to sound just as just that right sound as a J bass. Because I've just gone back to use the J bass for like quite a few of my gigs. I've got a Squire, um, I think it's the classic vibe. One of the older um, ones, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite old. It's from 2004. Uh, and I got it so it's almost vintage, I guess. And I got a, uh, I got it, I got it second hand off of like an ex band member. Now it's got EMG pickups in it, which are probably worth about six times the value of the actual bass. <laughs> but I've come back to that because I was like, this is really scooped, but I'm getting a really nice upper mid range, which seems really complimentary. Like I'm really enjoying it. Like kind of like 800 to 1.5k kind of thing. Sits in the mix really well, basically. But my Eurodyne, which is a PJ, seems a little less scooped. That'll obviously be the P pickup in there. But it doesn't quite sound as, like, um, honky in a good way. Like mm. the P bass would. It's almost like a, it does its own thing, even though it's supposed to be a bit of both. That's my counter-argument to the PJ. Yeah, I always find that they add... It's it just gives you a bit more top end, and I've had moments sometimes, and this is you know this shouldn't be right, and I feel a bit wrong for saying it. Well, <laughs> well, I've gone. Oh, that's a good sound. That's that 
That's quite a, a mid-ish sounding stingray. Oh, it's a PJ. What the fuck? Like, I've been tricked before. <laughs> and it sounds wrong because a stingray is so, such a like iconic sound. I've gone, oh, yeah, that, that sounds like a humbucker. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Um, and that's why I think that you get some good versatility out of that setup. Um, for me, I never, ever use the bridge pickup on a jazz bass by itself. Not for me, that sound. No, um, no, not for me I either. Myself... I'm, not ja- I'm not Jacko. No, no, exactly. Um, and I, you, you are right that when you've got the PJ bass, even when you roll off the J pickup, I don't know what it is. You just never get that P bass feeling, I don't think. Um, um, there is a... I, I, there is like a scientific reason, I think, why it sounds a little bit different. It's the reason why um, sometimes single pickup Charvel guitars are so popular. Like, mm. why does the humbucker with no other uh, pickup, even if it's rolled off, sound different? It's because there's more wood, basically. Yeah. So I thought, I if you, take a thought P, you were going to say that. Yeah. Yeah, if you take a P bass, for example, there's no routing where that J bass pickup would be. There's no routing for cables to go over to like pick guard, roll pot, just a bit more weight. It's like I watched a a comparison of a double pickup stingray versus the single pickup stingray, and even with just that bridge pickup soloed, it sounds different. You're totally right, and often I don't tend to prefer it when there's less. Fuck's sake, when there's less wood, I don't prefer it, unless it's a PP. Um, I feel like. If you're gonna have a bass, have it do that sound. I never, I never really see versatility in pickup configurations being something that I'm after. Like, I don't want a bass that's gonna do everything for me. I can see the appeal of that, but for me, I never want that. I'm a person that has lots of or wants to have lots of basses and have them do their own thing, rather than have something that can do everything and sacrifices, you know, a jack of all trades, master of none kind of thing. I'd rather have uh what's the opposite of that? <laughs> Masters. <laughs> Masters Just of that. something. Yeah. Um, my so my me, favorite my favorite Metallica album. Ah, nice. Masters of something. Masters of something. I don't know. <laughs> um so yeah, I just think um me pickup configurations we've kind of gone on a bit of a tangent on this one where i do like you know i like a pj if you're going to have any configuration i'm not really counting jj as a configuration here but i feel like combinations of pickups i don't really like ph um i haven't really played enough jh um hh yeah fine but i'd rather just have that bridge humbucker um because i i never solo the solo the bridge one uh, solo the neck one uh, and then I yeah, think so if I me... was given I think if I was given strict has to be a combination of two I, I would go PJ mm-hmm. um, because it, they do sound good together they do I don't think they sound as good on their own as the, the thing they are um, homaging uh, yes. but if I had to, if, if, we, if we adjust the question slightly like the politician, I clearly am deep down. Um, and if it was just your favorite pickle, you know, your favorite, just a combination, you know, specification, um, would you go just P or would you go for jazz bass? Oh, out of those, the old PVJ. Yeah, um, or if you had to, because, I mean, again, I'm cheating. If I was asked, 
you can have a base and it's got pickups in it, but you just need to decide what those are. Mm. It doesn't have to be two. It can be one pickup. It can be a P. It can be a Stingray. I would go Stingray. I would go Humbucker. Mm. That is tough. Um, or P. Maybe P. It's it's between those two for me. Yeah. Um, I go through phases like everybody does. Um, at the minute, I'm on a P base hype. Um, mm. And my stingray isn't getting much love at the moment, but that will change because I've I've said to myself I want to buy an American stingray this year. Um, so when I get hopefully get around to getting that eventually, I'll be like, yes, it's the best thing in the world. Um, <laughs> at the minute, it's 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 all down to the P, baby. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's a I mean, there's a reason why it's still so popular now, and it was the first base because quite literally they did pretty much nail it. One, yeah. I would say pretty. Much. Um, no, I, you know what? I actually feel the same. My stingray is getting a little bit of less love of last two weeks, despite a video of it going viral. Um, but um, being shared by the old uh, favorite album band, exactly. Yeah, everyone's favorite unsigned band, Metallica, sharing <laughs> one of my reels. <laughs> Crazy, um, yeah. to the relatively niche following of nine point one million. Uh, but well, anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, because uh, I did a gig. Uh, like two weeks ago, do a, do a jam night and I do a jam like a blues trio, and then we get people on to play. And um, someone got on stage to play my stingray, and I have no idea how they've done this. Things built back like a tank. Um, they've ripped one of the knobs off. What? They've broken my pee pee. My God, they ripped your knob off. Bloody <laughs> hell! Yeah, the mid range control. I can only assume he's been on stage and the bass. The bass doesn't go through the PA at this gig. It's a, there's an out, house amp, and it's a big, loud thing. So we don't bother putting it through the PA, because it is a bargain. Um, so I can only assume the guy couldn't hear himself very well. Because I, I can't hear myself that well on stage. But I'm doing that, because otherwise, if I turned it up to a volume I'd be happy with, yeah. the singer wouldn't be able to hear themselves, and that is worse. That's more of a problem. So I'm willing to take a backseat. So I can only assume he's not been able to hear himself. He's turned all the controls up, and he's just sort of popped my knob. <laughs> so yeah, that's not great. But um, wow, yeah, so wow, it's taken sucks. a back seat the last few weeks. That really sucks. Is it just that it's is it snapped off or? Yeah, it. Luckily though, it's just the the cover. You know that kind of like chrome bit that sits on the actual oh, right. knob. Okay. So so you can still. But, yeah, but the screw has disappeared, and it, it's it's that bit is broken. So I think I'm gonna have to kind of like find someone I know or buy a replacement screw so I can screw my knob back on yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Okay, this is too many knob jokes now, even even for me and you. But anyway, I digress. I would go for a Stingray style pickup, maybe a P if I had to choose my favorite. Well, that's why, like, I'm so sad that I don't really like PH bases. Um, that yeah. like, for me, I'd be like, that's got to be the best combination, those two. But I just, I, it's that thing again. When they're solos, they're they're doing a half job at both, and then when they're together, they just counter each other because mm. of the you know the mid range of a P bass is what makes it so iconic and makes it fit so well. I think, and then the Stingray is kind of the opposite in its you know they both the mid range is so important in both of those sounds where the Stingray is way more scoop sounding. 
It's in two different places, isn't it? It's like exactly your, your P base is really pushing for that kind of like four to eight hundred kind of honk. And your stingray can't do that. But stingray is, is a little bit higher up, so yeah, that would sound like it would be the kind of thing where it's like, well, I can't really have them both on at the same time. Kind of just too much. But I've never tried one. I mm. I, I really wanted to try one. I think because uh, the Ramstein bass player, he his signature. Oh, was the brand on a blank? Big company, like real big. Oh, what's called? Not Strandberg. Uh, the other one that starts Steinberg? with Steinberg. No, not not them. Sandberg. Sandberg. Yeah, there we they, go. That they, one. They, they um, that's what the Harley Benton one's modelled after. So yeah, they, that's all. Um, they're all like J H or P H bases. Mm. J H makes no sense. I've had one, and I feel like it could work if it's ones with like the big magnet pole pieces, like uh, what's in Stingrays. You know those oh, okay, yeah, ceramic yeah. ones. They they give this bigger sound i think that and i had a court base that did that but again it was that same thing where it just didn't sound that good overall mm. i didn't think um right that is that's been a, a bloody lengthy discussion about pickup configurations um and I, I think we've kind of covered two questions in there as well which is good going by us um let us move on though to the news Welcome, it is time for the news. Um, so it's been a, actually a really heavy news week. It wasn't looking like it was until literally yesterday. Loads of news broke and then today more news has broken as well. Literally like an hour before hitting record on this, I got sent a news article from someone that was like, oh snap, cool. Um, I'll start, uh, I'm going to mix up the list that I sent you, Chris, because I'm going to do it in order. Um, so... Uh, one that was a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, that I missed. Uh, the new uh, Ernie Ball basses, so all the Music Man range, they've got the new full range of the Ball Family Reserve basses. So we've talked about these on the show before. These are basically some custom models that have been made super, super um, low numbers. So they're, you know, they're up in the two to three grand uh, <laughs> price range which is crazy but they often come up with some really really cool releases so and one of them actually might be one of my favorite stingrays that i've seen i just think it's so cool um have you seen these chris i'm actually trying to find them on the website right now and i can't find anything they don't make it easy oh if you go at the top it's in the blog listening it is no it's in bfr well, they do. They've released two new guitars and two basses. Uh, so we've got a four-string Stingray in natural with all black hardware uh, and this insane-looking, um, like it's almost like it was roasted maple. But I'm trying to see what how they describe it because it's almost like just like a tiger. God damn it! It's so good. This neck um, into this natural body, double humbucker and wood uh like engraved knobs as well it looks really cool on the other side we have got a similar kind of style neck on this all white five string stingray bring it in with all gold hardware as well so quite contrasting looking bases uh, despite having some similar features but really really cool i think i keep thinking that the white one is a fretless because the finish on it because it hasn't got any inlays makes it look like you can't see what's going on i playing that 
if you were relying on looking at it, it would be a nightmare, I think. That is um, an inc- impressive flame. Like, right? wow. Yeah. It's insane. Insane flame. Um, and, like, on the four string, the slugger, they call it, which apparently is to do with American baseball, because um, that's called a slugger, big bit of wood. I've been told this by people online. It's got these unique, oh, sorry, unique striped ebony wooden control knobs. Really cool feature. I They released the slugger in a five string previously, which looked mind-blowing, I thought. Um, and, yeah, I'm really happy to see that it's come over into the... Uh, into the four-string version. Fall 2021. Oh my god, that was a year ago that they released the five-string. That's crazy. Um, I absolutely love these bases when they do this. Some of them, when they come out, you're like, that is awful. I hate this. <laughs> it looks so bad. And then some of them are just incredible, I think. And, you know, we'll never see an affordable version of this. Uh, and these will be super, super low numbers. Um, and I think they're about three grand. So, oh, oh yeah. $3,200. So, uh, Chris, do you think you're going to buy one? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm just looking at um, Barclay card rates at the moment, <laughs> see what I can do. That, um, yeah, out of the two, for me, the slugger is infinitely cooler. But that, yes. that's obviously just me. I mean, I do, I do like the other one, but I think the slugger is so much cooler. I mean, we were just talking about pickup configurations. I would obviously personally prefer that to be a single humbucker instead of two. Mm. But I don't know, maybe if I ask nicely, they'll fill it with MDMF for me. Oh, yes, and please. Y- yeah, oh, yes, please. Not even, um, like, fill it, just slab it on top. <laughs> yeah, literally with a hammer, just, like, smash Boom. it in, completely ruin it. Yeah, the, the neck is insane. Although, also, just, I'm going to say some heresy right now, and I'm terribly sorry. If you scroll down the page a little bit, there's a guitar. Oh, um, yeah. Are you on about the... um That Sabre HT. That is pretty tasty. That is ridiculous looking, isn't it? Like, yes, it is. That is crazy. It literally looks like they've chopped down a tree, haven't treated it at all. <laughs> it's a tree. Done. And it looks crazy. The, the, the grain on that. Go and check it out if you haven't already. I'll, I'll try and remember to put a link in the comments on this. Cause yeah, please do. Or you'll be like me and you'll never find it. Yeah. There's a damn. Those pearl inlays as well. Ooh. But anyway, we don't want to talk about that. We're bad boys. Um, okay, next up, um, Court uh, have Court just seem to float under the radar as well. I had to look for this release. They've released some new jazz bases. Uh, I can't remember what they're called, which you know just goes to show. Uh, they I just found seem it. To I fly... think I found that one. Oh, hello. Yeah, is I it the like the new jazz standard, the NJS series, the Court Elric. Um, these look like they are four and five strings, just in black and white. Um, I, I used to, you know, I do like court. I don't know if I like these though. Um, they've kind of, it's a jazz bass and I always appreciate when somebody tries something a little bit different with the, with the standard shapes, but this one's kind of done that thing, you know, that six string Ibanez or one of the Ibanezes that's got the massive bit of wood on the wing at the top it goes like yeah. halfway up the fretboard it looks like they're trying to do that with this one um and yeah it puts me right off uh, and there's like a million knobs or what looks like a million knobs going off actually one two three there's only five that's not even that many yeah but, somehow but it, it looks like loads yeah it's just it's because that um that cutaway you know at the bottom 
comes in so much and then it shrinks the pit guard so much as yeah. well. It then makes and also they're in a like a they're in a very strict row of five, which obviously makes them stand out even more. But I mean the, the functionality of what they are is quite normal. It's volume blend and then bass, middle and treble. Yeah. But they should have probably put them in a curve round the body instead and then also like maybe get a stacked pot instead, you know, for maybe the treble in the mid or the mid in the bass or whatever or maybe like you could stack volume and blend and then yeah stack. i think those two yeah. make sense because they're kind of set and forget aren't they you know you're not really gonna <laughs> yeah go between them they're bartolini pickups as well um which is fine not for me but pretty cool um they look like pretty high-end bases really um i'm trying to get a price up on them like i said they just come in black uh all black it's a shame they haven't got black. It's got white perloid inlays. I kind of wish that was black uh, inlays as well because it looks cool on the white one where it's all white. Mm, yeah, it, yeah. I've just clicked on the black one and it's really yeah. You you yeah. You'd want those to be black. You know, like your seventies jazz bass kind of thing. Yeah, it just looks a bit. It looks great on the white. Don't get me wrong because it is white, but um, the black one just seems too jarring. And um, but the, the bridge looks good. Well, just looking at the specs, it looks yeah, like look. it's good. It looks like it's got a decent quality bridge. Um, it's got um, a, it's got a five, um, five bolt on neck. You know, five um, five and, screws, which is and quite that good. heel jo- joint looks really nice, actually, on the yeah. back. Have you seen it? Yeah, it looks much better from the back. Like it looks, so, yeah, it's just like Chris. Oh yeah, um, yeah, it's a sh- it, kind of the word I'm thinking of is it kind of just seems like a shame because. Looking at the specifications of, of of what the base is, it seems like a really good base. Like it's got a mm. bone, it's got a bone nut. Um, you know, Bartolini pickups, the free band, free band preamp, which is obviously really great. A lot of bases, you know, a lot of like these kind of bases, depending on the price, of course, tend to come with just a two band preamp. Yeah. So having control of the mids is great. It's just, just the body's a, a little bit hanging. Really? Yeah, I think so. And um, they're, they price-wise, they're around eight hundred and seventy pounds. I'm seeing online. Some places got it up for one thousand and seventy. Crikey! Yeah, um, but it's that and that's not a bad price. I don't think so either. I don't know. I mean, it's caught, so they're going to be made in <laughs> Indonesia, I think. Yeah. Um, but that, yeah, that is good because if this was American-made instrument, that would be you know, 1,800 quid, I reckon, with those specs and stuff. Um, interestingly, though, I've just... <laughs> uh, this came up as, like, oh, brand new news item this week. Um, I'm looking at... I'm trying to look at videos online. Some videos came out in, like, March about this thing. So maybe this is, like, super old news, but I saw everybody reporting on it, like, now, and Court have got it on their homepage on the website. Maybe it's just, like, an updated version or something, but... And this is nothing new, but looks like they've re-released them somewhat mm. so go to the website check it out for yourself um not for me overall though um okay let's move on to the what's probably the biggest bit of news for this week um and that is uh sire sire good friends sire um love sire um they have released a load of new versions of their currently existing base range um they really confused me with this launch because I was like, wait, what? Are these new? Are these the same? What's going on here? Um, so their 
range is a little bit confusing in the way that they name things, I think. Basically, it's a V if it's a jazz bass. It's a P if it's a, you guessed it, P bass. Uh, M if it's their, like, double humbucker bass. Uh, U for their uh, short scale. And then D for, like, the, um, uh, what is it, the 50s P bass. Um, but they've released new V and P basses in, throughout their price range. So this is what was really cool. They initially put out an Instagram post saying, oh, new bass coming. Uh, and it looked like it was one of the high-end ones. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, it's not really going to be for me because it's going to cost like loads of money. But hey, that's fine. But they surprised me and released one, two, three, four, five, six, seven new models. Flipping loads. So we've got uh, previously we, their lowest range one, Jazz Bass, was a V3. We've now got a V3P which is a passive version of their bottom range instrument, which I, you know, I really like Sire. But one thing that I'm always like, ah, not so great is like loads of preamp knobs on there. I, I get put off a little bit where I'm like, I've got preamp on the board, I've got preamp on my amp, I've got preamp on my bass. If it's not like super simple, I'm like, ah, it just is like a bit of a creativity suck for me. Um, So it's cool to see that they're, think listening to people and doing some uh, passive versions throughout the price range because uh, the v5r has got uh that as well completely passive uh and the v8 the v10 we got we got loads p5 has got a, well that was already passive but that's got a new version just crazy uh and what's really really interesting about all these is that they have now got their uh, they used to call it rolled fretboard edges, but then now they've rebranded it as edgeless. edgeless. Um, new edgeless fretboards, which is, they've got no edge on them. Uh, and have you played a rolled fretboard edge bass before, Chris? Uh, no, I haven't actually. I was looking at this earlier, and it seems like, uh, it sounds really cool. Like, I'd really like to try it. Although it was funny, when I saw it initially, um, <laughs> it immediately reminded me of the Samsung Galaxy S7 Edge <laughs> mobile phone from like 2015. I used to I used to, I used to sell phones for a living, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that's like those Samsungs from like six years ago." But um, <laughs> but yeah, that like yeah, I mean seriously though, Sire just killing it, man. Like yeah. in a in a day and age where I feel like a lot of brands are doing the wrong thing sometimes i think or rehashing a product which didn't need to be rehashed or releasing something that just nobody really wants or mm. you know just or expanding the product range top end yeah. you know going for more and more bespoke american made etc etc i feel like sire have looked at all the market and gone cool i'm going to do this and then they just bring out these these really great products like i've only played one for about five seconds, but for the price, I, I really, I really think you'll struggle to beat them now. For the price, yeah, absolutely. And um, we'll talk. I think they are one of the best brands out there for that at the minute. They're always a safe bet. And like when it comes to things like quality control, compared to their um, competitors, they're just so much better. I think. Um, and yeah, I just good for them. Uh, they're doing great things, and it's cool that they've expanded this and listening to people um they've got and all these new colors in here as well i'm trying to find 
So they released one the other day, and I posted it on my Instagram being like, holy moly, look at this colour. It was like a champagne jazz bass. And I tell you what, I'm struggling to find it now. Maybe they were like, oh, good one, Johnny. Let's get rid of that. <laughs> Johnny likes that one. That's the one we're going to get rid of. Yeah. Oh, you the... said like a champagne. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just right. looking at the P5, the P, um, sorry, it appeared on there. The P5R, that was mm. the one I was just thinking about. The, the P-Bass with the, um, oh. yeah, the P5R with the, like, natural wood finish. Mm-hmm. That just, that looks fantastic. So for me, the only thing I would do to that is, I don't know, I do love the Torque Guard, but I would maybe change it to black. Then, oh, with that roasted maple neck and that body. Ugh! I'm I'm all here. Oh, I haven't a... seen... Oh, it's sold out. Actually, I'm I'm looking at the wrong one here. There's a um, the P5 in red, like Ferrari red, which yeah, that 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 was part of the last range because I've got the the minty green one. Yeah, exactly. But that that um that red one, I'm like I'm a big P fan, and obviously his signature base is um is like a Ferrari red P base, and I don't think I'll ever be able to afford one or warrant (laughs) buying one. But to pick one of these up uh, about. Six hundred pounds, is that right? Less than that, I think. Less five, than that. Five hundred, exactly. I think. Uh for the four string anyway. Um I'm I'm gonna do that thing. Sorry everybody, I'm gonna find out what the name of it was because I was obsessed with it the other day. <laughs> and I need to make sure that they haven't <laughs> got rid of it. Because if they have, I'm gonna be angry. Did you okay, say it's in it, the, is it in the jazz ring? It's the V five. Yeah, it's just the standard V five. They'd like slipped a new colour in there. Is it there? Oh, <gasps> Hang on a minute. Gonna go look. It's not there. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. Oh my god. So they got a. Right. I'm gonna show this to you now, Chris. Sorry, oh, everyone then. at home. Okay, go on, I'm ready. Oh my. See that? That is. Um, that's quite nice. Yeah. Yeah. fully roasted maple neck on there the bl- black block inlays that i saw that and was like oh my god i that, that you that were now. i didn't really get it when you said champagne finish but now i am it's kind of like a it's it's not a it's like a warm gray if yeah that makes it's, sense. it's like a mix between gold and silver yeah it looks like, like this, that looks almost kind of like yeah i love shoreline gold like that's one of my favorite colors and this looks like a slightly sparklier version of that and oh Sire, don't do this. We've had fallings out before, Sire, okay? Don't do this to me again. <laughs> you tease. You tease. God damn it. But yeah, go and check out all the new stuff. It's really easy to find on their website where it's all new. They've got loads of new guitars as well, but whoop, again, we won't talk about that. Um, but yeah, Sire, absolutely killing it. Um, and it's interesting that you said about companies like rehashing or just redoing the same thing. That brings me on to the next bit of news, which is... Fender have released um, some new, well, quote, new uh, guitars uh, because we've got the American Vintage 2 range that has come out now. Now, this is across the range, so it's all guitars, uh, basses, and all different shapes and sizes that you could hope for. Uh, I say that, there's only two basses. No, hang on, I'm wrong. There are three basses out. Um, And, yeah. Okay, I know what they're going for. It's just like another vintage reissue, right? So we've got a 1960 P bass, 
1966 jazz bass, uh, a left-handed 66 jazz bass, and then the 1954 P bass. Uh, all come in slightly different colors. The best color, I think, is the American jazz bass because it comes in this insane-looking uh, surf green with a matching headstock. <laughs> really cool. Um, but it, uh, 2,200, no, 2,150 quid. This is, um, this is, this is a big thumbs down for me. Big yeah. thumbs down. Like, the only thing that, like, tickles my pickle, even slightly, is the 54 precision bass. Mm. Just because, like, like, I'm a big Sting guy. Not Stingray, I am that too, but Sting, the Geordie. Um, and I really like like he's got like tobacco burst P bass, which just looked yeah. a bit like. But then again, his is more of a normal P with no pit guard, relict. But I just like taking these. I mean, the fifty four P bass is two and a half thousand dollars. The sixties P bass is two thousand dollars, and then jazz bass sixty six jazz is two thousand two hundred ninety five. At what level? Like what number is this just hype? You know, like kind of like <laughs> yeah. for me, like for me, this is a this could be a fourteen hundred pound base that stuck eight hundred pounds on because shine. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to fender if you're listening. Obviously, you make you're kind of like the thing that started everything. You know, we're not we're not bashing you. Well, I am, but um, your legacy is 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 un, undefeatable. But this is just a bit like why, you know, like why did you need to do this? Yeah, I feel like I'm always sick of that when we get the oh, vintage reissue of this again. There we go. Oh. And there are there would be people out there that are super hyped for this. Um, one thing I've seen on that vintage or the 54p is the bridge. Um, it's gone back to that two saddle thing, but it's not like a metal brass saddle. It looks. I'm trying to see what it's made out of on the zoomed in picture. Um, I don't really know the heritage of that bridge. All I know is I don't like it because you can, you can't control the saddles individually. Really, um, it's all you control two at a time, basically. So it's really it makes it a lot harder to set the intonation. Um, and get the yeah, it is. It is a it is a lot harder. I have a I have a Telecaster guitar with the got three saddles for six strings. Um, oh. And it is perfectly doable. You can set it, but one of those were, um, it's like if you want a Floyd Rose strings go, the whole guitar is dead mm. because the balancing act of six strings versus the springs of the whammy bar are now out of balance. And it was a similar problem with that. Like I think I think the B string and it just dropped the low E down. So it's like, right, well, I've lost both actually now, not two and then you can't really balance that on the fly but no. yeah like this like you know not i'm not saying fender are like terrible or anything like that certainly not but this is kind of like a compared to what we were just talking about with sire yeah. i mean sire do these bases yeah they're not they don't have fender on the um they don't have fender on the headstock but i bet if you did a shootout you know like a blind test surely it can't be that far Considering yeah. the build quality of Sire now, especially for price. Mm-hmm. And in terms of feel as well, uh, like those side bases feel phenomenal, even like the ones that are like low mid range. So I d- there, there does come a point, obviously, where 
costs goes out the window a little bit and you're not really paying you know your value for money's gone above like i don't know like 1500 quid maybe like you said like uh how much more can you justify adding on what um i've just read up those the saddles are fiber saddles pure vintage apparently so that must have been what they're like on the first one i don't know the tonal benefits of that or if there are any um but they're made of bales of hay yeah <laughs> might as well be that'll be three grand please exactly like i think to be fair like I think the reason why me and you don't like them is they're just not marketed to me and you. No, like, and I, that's I, what I was yeah, about to say. Yeah, I think these are a these are like much more of a collector's thing. It's like um, it's like Gibson. Gibson doesn't really have me now because the, they they market themselves as a uh, a brand more. I would say now. I think Fender are doing the same. Like you know, um, like I have a Fender Stratocaster, and it's like that was, but the, but I got a Fender. Not a Mexican one, an American one, for my twenty-first birthday. Like it's like it's a fender, you know. It's not a almost the point where is it a tool or is it an ornament? You know that that mm. these these kind of things are not. And all my stuff needs to be tools now. To if I'm not essentially if I'm not making money in some way off the base, I shouldn't really be owning it. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 how I kind of look at it as well. I've rarely got one that just sits there doing nothing. Which is why I people are like, why did you sell that? Why like I buy and sell all the time. It's because of yeah. exactly that that I have to to mm. to get new stuff in, and because if it's not getting used, better off being used somewhere else. Um, Very true. We'll, we'll talk more about Fender later on, um, but with these ones, like you say, they're just they're just not for us because they're not marketed this way. I've got friends uh, that I speak to in person and online that absolutely love these and and will absolutely love it, and that's absolutely nothing against them because fair enough it's it's just so far out of my reach that i'll never find that appeal i don't think um but that is all of our news jam-packed new i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Like I said, uh, let's move on to question number two. Okay, question number two comes from uh, Sincornio on Instagram, who says, uh, opinion on different shaped, uh, different shapes like uh, the Explorer, Flying V, and Iceman. Um, so I picked this question for a very specific reason, um, and I'm sure you'll know why. Um, because I have just obtained uh, an Explorer base, which we will listen to a bit later on. Um, and I never, you know, I'm, oh, I'm such a traditionalist 
when it comes to um aesthetics for base i know i just said like oh i don't like the same reissue but i really like uh vintage looking bases and like a, just like a p base you know i love the way a p base looks i love a stingray i love a jazz uh i really like wacky shapes um and that's why like Iceman to me. Ugh, no thanks. Flying V. Ugh, not for me. Explorer. Ugh, not for me. Until now. <laughs> um, Hypocrite. I know. Exactly. Hey, I'm growing. Okay, I'm learning to accept. <laughs> this is a learnable moment. This I feel a... we've we've grown together. This is a non-judgmental space. This is a safe space. Um, you idiot. <laughs> you absolute bloody plug. I gotta say. I gotta say. It's a hard disagree. On the Iceman, like oh really? Oh. I I so there's there's two bits of heritage here. So um, my favorite band is Metallica. Yeah. So Explorers, mm. big thumbs up. Explorer, like I we were just talking about brands and and the collectibleness of stuff. If I was to ever to you know be very financially well off and I wanted to collect an instrument, it would be a Gibson Flying V or a Gibson or maybe more likely a Gibson Explorer. Yeah, you know, or maybe one of the ones James Hetfield had in like the nineties, like the ESP one, or the Brooks, yeah, and all these, all these kind of things. That's like because that's like childhood, or for me, basically. But I really rate the Iceman, um, mainly because I'm I'm a really big Kiss fan. I'm a really big fan of Kiss. Oh. Paul Stanley plays an Iceman, and also to be fair, Paul Gilbert has the Fireman, which I don't know if you are you familiar with that. Fireman? No, is that a it's great this this is pure this is this is pure partridge in my opinion <laughs> so paul gilbert signature ibanez oh, model what he did was he took the shape of an Iceman, which has the long horn at the bottom and just inverted it so the horn is at the top but it looks it's it still works though because the it's got a longer horn on the top with the strap buttons and then a much shorter um a really short cutaway with yeah. a little with a little horn on the bottom, which does kind of just looks like it would make sense. It's kind of just big enough for you to rest it on your knee and you can practice normally, but it's small enough to not really ruin the shape. It's a really cool instrument, but yeah, blind it's a bit like a, an artist's impression of a guitar. Like if you yeah, described it and they didn't know what a guitar looked like and they drew it exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, I mean, I've spoken more about guitars here, but on bass, um. I could definitely do an Explorer base. I mean, this is kind of the Thunderbird falls into this as well, I would mm. say, despite being a, a more modest version of the Explorer. Well, that's the thing. And that's the same with the Iceman as well. You can clearly see that the elongated sections, it's like an e- extreme version of it, I think. Um, and I, you know, I've always liked Thunderbirds as well. And I think Thunderbirds are a gateway drug into these uh, these wacky shapes because it's the most Absolutely. conservative of those. Um, and I think it depends on guitars and basses as well, because I think some shapes really work on guitar where they don't work on bass. Uh, the SG, for instance, I've never really found that I've enjoyed SG basses or, or Les Paul basses either, um, unless they're shrunken down a little bit, like um, the Gretsch that I had. Um, I, you know, I just don't really, don't really like that. It looks a bit odd. And I always thought the same with the Explorer, because it's only in the recent years I've actually quite in, been enjoying the explorer as a guitar like i always liked firebirds and stuff like that um so yeah that only started like it then 
and then when i was actually looking to buy a thunderbird online uh is when the explorer came up and i was like huh that's in my town hmm oh no yeah ah that's i'm in danger i'm in trouble here oh dear <laughs> yeah help me mr bank bank account um so yeah so i decided to go and get it um and yeah it's 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 so fun to play and i don't know it just inspires something a little bit different out of you which is what i'm always looking for um so i think it does definitely bring its own flavor and earn its spot in my arsenal at the minute i think uh even if it was just like a gimmick like oh look at that that's pretty cool um i still really enjoy having it um and i'm very you know fortunate to be able to be able to afford to do something like that on a whim you know but um yeah i'm i'm enjoying the spiky lifestyle now um i just need the like leather trousers and big hair and like a sleeveless denim jacket or something and you know i'm off i'll be done um but yeah that that's kind of where I am at the minute. I'm getting there with with spiky shapes. I think I I think I prefer the more boisterous shapes on a guitar as opposed to a bass. I think I do. Um, with the only exception to this is I like the Thunderbird shape on bass as opposed to the Firebird on guitar. I believe that's correct. Yeah. Um, I like that. But if someone told me, you know. Would you rather have an Explorer bass or guitar? guitar. But I think, well, there are a lot of bass shapes that I don't like. And I think, I mean, I, I agree what you're saying. Like, I'm not too hot on the Les Paul bass. I just, I, uh, I mean, the, the Gretsch ones that, like, um, Mike Kerf and Royal Blood play, they're quite nice, but I don't love them. Um, really, really, I'm not the biggest fan of the SG bass, but I'm also not the biggest fan of an SG anyway. In just just in general, but in terms of shapes that I really don't like, it's more on the modern side of things. Like I'm not the biggest fan of shapes that a lot of a lot of the of like headless companies go for now. I used to be, you know, rewind two years ago, and I really wanted, you know, the headless um, the EHB, the headless Ibanez. Yeah. Really, really wanted one of those, and I still kind of want one, but I don't rate the body now. Oh, like looking back at it all the time. It looks a bit like a, a, a bit like a like a like a fad now. Mm. Um, then in terms, but then I guess in terms of modern bases that I still really like the shape of, I think Dingwall do a really good job of the shapes of the bases because they are modern, of course, modern base with a contemporary sound like the NG3 yeah. or the D Rock or the D Bird, but the the styling of them is quite classic, and I think that's probably because yeah. Sheldon Dingwall's like a big big like muscle racing car guy yeah so he, they're, they're so still quite wants, yeah conservative and, and sleek looking as opposed to being boisterous and loud and uh like like their sound would suggest you know they're not going yeah. down the bc rich route um i think i i totally agree with with a lot of those shapes and and with like a flying v you know i take a guitar over a flying v bass any day um but i think that's it also comes down to size like body size like this explorer is no small thing it's huge um and of course that adds weight as well so when the more wacky uh, body shapes start getting the more distance it's covering so you know you start getting these absolute behemoth bits of woods that you're playing so 
yeah, I feel like that plays a part for me as well sometimes when it looks a little bit wrong if it's uh, in a different scale. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a lot bigger, isn't it, at the end of the day? Which I think maybe why I think I do lean towards the more like classic styling of the shape of a bass because it's just so big anyway. But guitar-wise, you know, it's a bit smaller. You've got a lot more room to play with. Um, I was going to say guitarists tend to be more extroverted on stage than bass players, but every guitarist who's played a gig with me has literally gone, you need to chill out, mate. Like, you need to, like, why are you stood on the bar? Like, what is what is going <laughs> on here, pal? So yeah, maybe that's, that's why I like to play like jazz bass, to balance out boisterousness. Yeah, that's that's often uh, my thing as well, where I'm, I'm, I'm going a bit mad, which is why I'm, I really want a gig. I've got a gig in November, but I really want to, take the explorer you've got to do it you've got to do it it's a nirvana gig as well uh so it kind like sound wise it'll fit look wise it might fit a little bit i know you had some uh gibson rds and uh thunderbirds of course oh well if if chris fingy played a a thunderbird you can absolutely get away with an explorer it's close enough i mean doing doing the foo fighters with an explorer bass is um (laughs) is a power move i would say yeah 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 We'll, we'll stick to the p bass for that one yeah, or you can lend it to me, and I'll I've I've got a wedding at the weekend, and I'll I'll happily rock that at a wedding. I would be like, "Whoa, look at this!" Guy. I'm upstaging the bride. Look <laughs> at this face. It's white as well. <laughs> I'm wearing white. Oh God! Don't get that man out. I'm gonna propose to someone else. <laughs> Put that thing back where it came from. So help, help me. me. So help me. And cut. Um, incredible. Right, and with that, let's move on to our next segment. Okay, we've spoken about explorers, and now let's listen to one. Uh, this segment is called "That Tone You Own." I have brought to, brought along a tone to listen to this week, um, and I have just whipped together some some different uh, different sounds that I've just been playing with with the explorer. Um, and yeah, uh, let's have a listen to that right now. <laughs>
there we have it a, a bit of mix of effects going on here we've got some uh some kind of thrashy sounding distortion um suck the low end out a little bit um we've got some bit like the scoopy but big bottom end sound and then some like reverby sounds as well because i was actually quite surprised with the kind of sounds that this explorer kind of inspired within me i kind of sat down for an hour with the with the nine six eight jack stomp and just created a preset and had a bit of fun with it um and i this yeah this, this bass has surprised me um so i'll start with talking about the pickups because on all of these sound clips the pickup configuration is just on the bridge uh, oh really yeah yeah um i thought the bridge was going to sound awful i thought i was like oh that with this kind of style of humbucker, I was like, I'm only really going to like them both together, I think. Um, contradictory to what we were saying earlier about, you know, single pickups. Uh, but on this kind of style, I was like, yeah, it's probably going to sound best for them together. The The neck was a bit um, bit blubby sounding, I thought. Uh, together, I was like, oh yeah, that's give me that slightly more humbuckery sound. And then the bridge, I was super surprised. That was really well defined uh, and gave me more of the sound that i was after a bit more high end that you'd expect but yeah i was really enjoying it it's the first bass that, that isn't a music man where i've gone yeah yeah okay bridge humbucker nice um so i was surprised at that uh going on then we had a rat distortion like i said in the nirvana band uh the rat is super famous with with that bass tone so i had that on a split channel and just seeing what that sounded like suck some low end out but i think this bass actually really suits that sound it's got more like guitar sound um what, what were your first impressions of, of that like uh those distortion sounds chris i think you are right they did sound very guitar-y especially the first two but mm. like, like you said i think it really suits that kind of thing like it was really i just thought the mid-range on it sounded really good and i think you could definitely, I could see if you were recording or playing live with that, especially for like a Nirvana thing you were saying. I think that would suit very, very well. Um, and, if, and then if you were recording with that sound and you were really missing some low end, blend a bit of DI back in, it would sound great. Um, yeah, I was really impressed actually. Like, I, I didn't think it was, didn't think it was going to sound that good, but uh, I'm really impressed. And- the mid range in particular. Yeah, really, it's, it's, really super, nice. it's super pokey, which isn't what I was expecting at all. Um, I was expecting it to be a bit flubby and a bit like a wet fart, but it's a, it was a nice, nice sounding fart, I thought. Don't get me wrong. This isn't my favorite sounding bass I've got or anything, or like it's not a tone I normally gravitate towards to be my like go-to tone uh, when I think of a bass tone. But like I said, it earns its place at the minute because it's a bit of a different sound and different vibe. Uh, Contrary to that, uh, this bass has made me get into reverb more. <laughs> uh, playing some like really staccato style uh, notes, I think it sounds with that pokey mid range. I think it sounds really, really nice uh, and almost kind of like vintage sounding. It's from 1999, this bass, but um, you know, it's not particularly vintage, I suppose. But yeah, I really, I was really enjoying having a little bit of reverb on there and a tiny bit of delay, uh, not much decay on there. So it ends r- super quick, but it gives this kind of uh, big room sound when you play. And yeah, I was, I was really enjoying it. And how can a bass inspire this thrashy, 
distorted guitarist sound and then that as well. I don't understand. <laughs> Very strange indeed. Um, but yeah, that is that is my Explorer. Um, I will be doing a video on it at some point, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to talk about it more because there's good things about it. There's not so good things about it, and it's an adventure. So uh, maybe after I do this gig, I'll do a video. That might be interesting. Yeah, I think you should, um, and and have some stuff from the gig. Yes, definitely. definitely. You've got to. I, I will say though, if you're doing a Nirvana gig with that, you. You don't have the strap on the <laughs> lowest setting. If you have, like, you are, this becomes my podcast, Johnny. I'll be watching yeah. eagerly. I'll be taking it's, over. It's going to be touching the floor, that thing, I think. It's got to be. If you, don't, if, if you don't break something or someone with it, <laughs> turning around. Well, it's got so much neck dive that I think I might poke my own eye out. Oh, with the, I, with the thing on I, it. I, um, I weirdly, my Gordan has a bit of neck dive, only a little bit. I kind of like it. Yeah? In a weird way, because I've kind of stopped gripping the neck as hard. Okay. Because I know the weight of the headstock will bring the neck down onto the palm of my hand, if that makes sense. Sure. Because I guess with some of my other bases, whatever position I leave it in, it will stay because it's a much more balanced instrument, whereas that one will drop down slightly, so you get it. I don't know. It seems like a weird thing, but I was like, oh, I thought I'd hate this. As soon as I realised it dove, I'm like, oh, not that bad, actually. It dove? Is that a word? Dived? I'm not, I'm not I'm, I'm criticising your English, but I just never heard dove. I love that. S- gonna... You silly northern man. It's gone and dove. Look at that you, bird out there. Is it a dove? You still, you still sound southern. I know you were trying to bring it up to my <laughs> level, but get, get yourself on the M6. So, yeah. I'm more of an M5 man myself, you see. Woo! Woof. Um, a lot of crashes on the M5, actually. It's very bad. Yeah, yeah. What I, I, one happened once in front of me on the way home from a gig. Oh, God. Uh, well, it, 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 the police had just closed the road as I got to it. And it was about one o'clock in the morning. I was near, I don't know, somewhere between like Bristol and Cheltenham, kind of way. I was on yeah. the M5. And I just sat there uh, with the two other people I was in the car with for about two hours. Just sat with the engine off. Oh, and that's... then we continued up, and I got home at about half five in the morning. Lovely. Yeah, well, good how, how inconsiderate those people are, actually. Selfish. Um, right, before we offend anyone else, let's, uh, <laughs> let's move on to the big face to bed. Now it is time for the big face debate. This is where we take a question and answer it a little bit more in um a bit more in depth, if you like. Um, this one comes from Big Poik on Instagram. I love I love Big Poik. Um, says, are fenders still worth the money? I think we've already answered this. Right, no, we, we can have. Leave it. Yeah, thank done. you for coming, everyone. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Uh, no, yeah, we 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 kind of uh, did touch on this a little bit earlier. Um, so this might be a, a small base debate, uh, as we've kind of covered uh, a lot of that ground. Um, I think, personally for me, uh, talking about Sire really reminded me like how a company like that is, is flourishing, doing so well, still taking the inspirations of Fender, but taking it to that next level. And that is where I think it starts to leave companies like Fender in the dust a little bit. When you start looking at um functionality and how they're improving things like that 
and not just like here's a new color or like here's a, a new reissue or here's a new slightly thing you know i like it when fender do something daring and something new um i'm all for that because it just pushes innovation and i think that is where uh you might think ah mm, is fender really still worth the money anymore um I, I just think other brands are doing a bit more exciting things sometimes. I think, I think for me and you, and maybe other people in um, similar positions to us, I, I, just, I don't think they're as valuable to us as other brands could be. I mean, the big thing for me is, like, you know, is the value for money because um, having played a lot of Squire bases, Mexican bases, and American bases, for me, the increase in cost from American to Mexican um, isn't worth it sometimes. Mm. I mean, I mean, I, I say this, you know, the, the Strat I've got, the American Strat, is is very good, but, you know, it's biased because I got it as a gift from a relative. So it's like, if I, if that was my money out of my pocket, would I spend that extra amount for, a, for an instrument of maybe, I don't know, 15% higher quality, but the same sound, if that makes sense? Yeah, and I think, I think especially when we, it, it's quite a good timing that we've spoken about a brand like Sire at the same time we're having this discussion because, um, you know, as a as a working musician, I need the I need the best sound and the most reliable sound um, for the cheapest cost. Ultimately, you know, I mean, you know, I gig with a lot of people who take expensive equipment to gigs and they sound fantastic. I've also played gigs with people who bring very expensive instruments to gigs and they sound like crap because <laughs> they're not very good musicians. Um, but I also like, I've got friends who gig with, you know, uh, you know the bottom of the barrel Epiphone guitars and, and, you know, things like the Sires and stuff like that. Um, you know, sub 500 pounds instruments and sound great as well. And I think, I, I just don't think Fender are particularly their American range anymore. Same with Gibson, really. And to an extent, the American PRSs, they're not marketed at the, at the working musician. They're marketed either at musician who want to play a very high-quality instrument um, or non-musician who want to collect something high-value or someone who's really into a brand. You know, like, I want a Fender. I don't want a Mexican Fender. I want the real deal. And I think brand name comes into it so much, you know, massively. Like, yeah. Even with like Squire now, that is such a big brand that you're paying, you start paying a lot for the, for even that name compared to other brands, which is um, so weird. Yeah, considering yeah, yeah. it, it's like um, I don't know how expensive Epiphones go these days, but they go pretty spending. They go well over, you know, they must be touching on a thousand pounds now. There must be an overlap where, well, there must be. No, is there an overlap with? Fender's Mexican range, where the top so, of the range Mexican will be more expensive than a cheaper American. So the Player Plus that is over a thousand pounds. The thing is now cost of living and everything, and and coronavirus. Um, the the cost of everything has gone through the roof. So I think even the American stuff now has has been bumped yeah. up again. Uh, which is why maybe those Fenders we looked at earlier are so expensive again, um, because the cost of just seeing that go up and up and up and also i think another interesting point is again just to, just while fenders down um <laughs> those models we were looking at in particular that were around 
uh, the, you know, the $2,200 range. That's a mass-produced instrument. You know, it's not a bespoke instrument. For a thousand pounds more, which I know is a third more, but it is a third, it's not boards more, you're kind of, you're on the way to that ball family range we were just talking about as well, where they're only yeah, making or, 40 of them. Or you're fend, actually Fender Custom Shop. You're actually in custom instrument territory above two grand, like something like um, Alpha, Alpha Guitars, who make guitars and basses. I think their stuff starts in the early to mid-2000s, <gasps> maybe? I'm an idiot. Sorry. Um, I've just realised that I've left an item out of the news that I didn't write down. Oh, no. Um, well, we can still cover it. Let's do it. We can still cover it. We'll cover I think it we've... Are we in agreement that we've covered what we need to do about this base debate? Um, I will say one more thing about Fender. On. Is yes. that I think that there is... You know, like you say, it's a Fender. They hold their value. Mm. I think that is one super positive thing about brands like that is that like even like Mexican fenders go for like you know they still hold their value pretty well I think you see them like four or five hundred quid at the minute depends on the year of course um, but Squires as well they they sell really well and they hold their value really well interesting yeah um, whereas like some other brands not so much maybe with Sire they don't quite have that recognition or it's just not it's just not quite the same um, and there is you know I. We say all this, I'm still a Fender lover overall. Like you said, they've got that heritage that we're so grateful for, and they are the foundations of what it is. And if I just had a Fender on my wall and that was it, I, I would be happy, you know, as long as it was a good one. You know, I, I, I could work with that and it would be good, I'm sure. But um, I just think other brands do more interesting things. Um, and, you know, the, the brand name is becoming the thing that you're paying for more than the actual quality yeah. of instrument that you're getting particularly when it comes to quality control with things like Squire now as well. Yeah, as, as uh, you very well know. Uh, yes, exactly. The, the Contemporary Series 5-string P I've got on my wall um, has not <laughs> been the most joyous bass to, to experience. Um, and people have been seeing that across, across the globe. I've seen people uh, having issues with that one as well. So it yeah. wasn't just an isolated in- incident. That's not what you want for a brand of of that scale. Like I would, un- I would absolutely understand if it was a, a smaller company. And and you know what, they wouldn't even have to be huge. I mean, I know Sire are obviously a big company, but a lot smaller than Bender. You know, for a company like Sire to have such good quality control, and then a huge company like Fender to not have good quality control for that price as well is is not a good look. Well, that's where. You know, like I said, the the brand name is carrying that price tag because, uh, and there's only so long that can go on for in terms of reputation. Where people start going, mm, actually, I'm going to look elsewhere. Um, but uh, and you know, you know to their credit, or sorry, not credit, but backing them up a little bit, I suppose the the more they grow and the more they mass produce, the more they take over that market. Of course, quality control is going to go down because there's going to be more that slip through the cracks. Of course, uh, yeah. or, or there's less people to put up with it, and the wages of those people are not high enough, you know, uh, for the particularly the no, that's very, that you that's get. very that's very true, especially in the gap between the you know the Mexican range and the American range. Like if for anyone listening, if you're struggling to realize why the Mexican base is cheaper than the American one, because they're paying the people in the Mexican factory quite a bit less, and then go over to Indonesia and China, 
even less again. Even less. You know, yeah, so that's, exactly. that's where yeah. the, the biggest cost savings are coming from. Yeah. So, of course, when that happens, you're going to get... Uh, you're going to get more discrepancies in the, in the bases and, and, and issues coming up. Yeah, and that's for sure. Yeah. And that's, you know, might not be a, a fault of the person who's operating that machine or, or, or checking that. It's just they've overrun, you know, a lot of the time or underpaid. Um, anyway, um, yes. Uh, what was I saying? Fenders. You yeah. had another item of news you wanted to uh, discuss. Oh, yes. We'll, we'll park the Fender conversation there. They continue to, to go up and down, I think. But my last bit of news um, is, uh, like we said about Alpha, they've launched a new sub-brand um, of more affordable instruments. Uh, so they are called Feral Guitars. So they're making uh, custom guitars and basses. I think Alpha are based near... I didn't say Bedford, but I might be wrong about that. No, no, no. I think they're um I think they're in Yorkshire. They're near they're near um they're near Keeley. You are right, you're right. Yeah. They are North Yorkshire. Um, North I, York. I'm, th- I'm thinking about a pedalboard company that's um, oh, okay. from there. Uh yeah, you know, I I love Alpha instruments. I think they are so cool. Um they can I request balance. Can I request that you considering you got the location of a proud Yorkshire company wrong, <laughs> that you do the rest of this section in a Yorkshire accent, please. Oh no, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> so you now... just went lower. <laughs> so, so now we've got these uh, feral. Uh, yeah, I'm just going posher now. Feral. Um, I'll stop that before I offend any more people. Um, feral bases with a ph. Um, it's like a sub-brand making more affordable versions, so they're also going to be making more of these. Uh, it's slightly different designs, uh, not quite so high-quality woods or components, a bit more simple. Um, but I've been t- talking to those guys, and yeah, I'd, I'd love to check one out. I think it's a really good idea. Alpha is such an attractive brand to me, but the price tag is just beyond anything I can uh, imagine being able to justify my head spending yeah. on a guitar and there's I, a reason I, for that isn't there you yeah know, you know oh, if yeah. you're only gonna you know if it, it's is it one guy is it one two guys it's a small so. company if it's yeah. if it's if it's such a niche you know small you know base of operation building bespoke thing because you know with high again with high quality materials you know yeah. everything's angular and all and i remember correctly and Oh, the you know, woods really, insane. really insane quality woods. There's a reason yeah. why the price is that. You know? Oh, one hundred percent. I think it's very easy to look at a custom instrument like that and go, "Why is it bloody two grand? Why is yeah. it three grand?" But there's a, you know, it's because it's one guy building it himself, yeah. and it takes a long time to build. Yeah, those the quantities of scale from that uh, production line are not there. You know, it's yeah. so much time and little hat, not little hands as in size wise, as in like little number of hands going on it uh, is what brings that up and i think that's totally totally justified for a company like that i i just mean that i i cannot it's just, the, it's just the over it's just the overall number isn't it like yeah. I, I know i know what you mean it's like i don't i don't doubt the quality of the instrument even having never played one just i mean just looking at the thing so mm. it's good but you know very unlikely that, that i'll be able to purchase one seeable but i don't know yeah. i guess it's you know um how many times you wear it? It's like you know, I used to I used to buy and sell. Well, I used to sell luxury watches for a living. That was like one of my many jobs I've had. Do you know? My... I wondered what you were sharing a lot of watches recently on Instagram. I was like, 
Yeah, nice. yeah. So I used to, I used to, I used to sell them for a living, and then I run, um, I run like events for people who are into watches, essentially up, up, up in my neck of the woods. Um, in, essentially, essentially, it's just an excuse for drinking. But it's like a, <laughs> we all have a, a you know a watch collection thing in common. But probably worth noting that it's not a price thing. You know, you know, I think watches are the same as instruments. You know, you know. A sixty-pound Timex can be just as cool as a two hundred thousand-pound Langerns on. You know, for example, it's not about the price tag; it's about the story behind it. The same yeah. with, you know, my Squire Jazz Bass. I bought it for seventy quid, but I've done hundreds of shows with it. I've beaten the crap out of it, and it's like I know this bass very well, and it's got all the sentimental value. Whereas if you stuck a, you know, if you stuck something else in front of me, like a, a really high-end Fender. A, instrument if i don't get along with it i don't get along with it end of yeah and and like a five grand ten grand base doesn't guarantee that you're gonna absolutely love that thing like you might do because you're like shit i've spent a lot of money on this uh but it's not like this is quality this is gonna work for me you'll still need a setup at the end of the day uh we're putting this you're putting the same 35 pound strings on it as i am (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you won't be able to afford elixirs, so you'll be putting. Actually, like... yeah, I was going to say if you um if you uh if you buy a three thousand pound custom instrument, you're probably stringing it with cheese string. <laughs> yeah, with how much you've got left? It's floss. It's, it's literally floss. You've like coiled floss together. <laughs> but then, and also because you can't afford more floss, you're doing your teeth with it as well. Exactly. Oh, you, well, you're just breaking the strings in then. Yeah. yeah exactly. Oh, got a bit. Of... Got a bit of plaque on the D string. Let me just write <laughs> that off. What a lovely plaquey tone. Yeah, this, to- this, one. this tone's got some real teeth to it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, so, with these bases, um, they are like the classic Alpha shape, but slightly more angular. They look like a bit like an 8-bit version of it, I think. Um, and they've got... I'm just reading it now. Oh, it's called the Hammerhead base model. Full name. Korean body, roasted maple necks, ebony fingerboard, uh, abalo- abalone inlays, abalone inlays, uh, and that hip show, oh gosh, hip shot hardware, gold, uh, aluminium layered pit guard, so much, um, different colors, variations coming soon, and a TV Jones style pickup. So, quite a unique instrument. Uh, they look great, they look great. Do you, do you know, um, going to call it the decrease in price like what's the scale of a slightly lesser and this sounds rude if it's a slightly lesser quality instrument not to mm. imply it's bad quality i just mean you know if the if the full fat That's alpha right. custom range is a 10 and this is a seven you know, basically do you have a price range for me do you know what i bloody do uh so these are going to be around sub 1500 so That's not bad so they're still you know it's still a lot more expensive than a lot of bases out there that you can get, but for a company like that, that is that is phenomenal. Like the price of that, I wasn't really expecting that at all. I thought it's gonna be like, oh yeah, this one's two grand, but no, we've uh, knocked a tenner off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, so yeah, really, really cool. Um, and I'd love to to try one one day because I think it's a really cool company and I like supporting it. Well, Alpha, if you're uh, if you're listening, um, I will go pick one up because I'm an hour away. 
I'll try it, and then I'll let Johnny know if it's good or not, and then he can do a video based on it. And you have me a react video, basically. Exactly. You can just react to me on FaceTime to you going, Hi, it's a bit good, this. Oh, the next, <laughs> the next bloody lovely. We go, oh, where's that from? Bedford? Lovely. <laughs> tally Oh, Monte, where's this new base from? <laughs> so it's Smashing. Your, I'm confused. Is this your impression of me? Uh, no, because you sound like, to me, you sound like West Country. Oh, brilliant. You know, do you know what? I'm, I'm kind of glad about that, because... Often I feel like I don't have an accent, or like sometimes it all come through. Um, oh no, you sound like the entire cast of Hot Fuzz to me. Ah, oh, excellent. That's <laughs> alright, my love. Well, I to be fair, I do say that a lot. There we go. Exactly, just rolled straight. But whereas I just sound like um, Phoenix Knights over and over again. <laughs> well, with that, I'm going to bring a close podcast. We've just reached about an hour and twenty minutes, and that is absolutely banging um chris thank you so much for um agreeing and putting up with all my um knob jokes and uh, snickering behind the scenes um it's an absolute pleasure to have you here as per it's been um, well worth it the, the, the broken knobs the pp mm. it's all um it's all good fun it's all absolutely worth it absolute gold and so many memories being made along absolutely time. live laugh love Oh, like, share, subscribe. <laughs> I might start putting live, laugh, love on the end instead. <laughs> live, laugh, love. Like, share, subscribe. <laughs> if you've got one of those signs in your house, you, you're going to have to unsubscribe, I think. <laughs> Can't be friends. <laughs> oh, I haven't shown you my new tattoo. Hang on a minute. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's on my pee-pee. Oh! <laughs> All right. Uh, Chris, sell yourself. Not in that way. Um, sell yourself online. Where can people find you? may do uh it's that guy on base everywhere instagram uh tiktok youtube um i have twitter but i don't really use it apart from ranting about the current political climate in this country so probably don't bother follow me on there um but yeah all the usual social places that guy on base that is me wonderful uh and that guy on podcast now um absolutely if you want to get involved with the podcast um head over to uh it's my instagram at the minute um at johnny dibble on instagram on my stories that's where i often will put up the poll where you can submit your questions uh for the the two very handsome fellows on here to uh to answer it um i said that in third person like i was talking about something else um but really i'm talking about myself and you uh thank you so much to everybody that has submitted questions so far it is a massive massive help and uh yeah i absolutely love reading them and you guys come up with some good stuff as well some stuff that I hadn't thought about and has expanded my mind. So thank you so much. Don't forget to uh, rate this five stars if you had a good time in your listening platform of choice. Or if you're watching on YouTube, give it a like. Give a you know, comment down below. Uh, is there anybody else that you think should re- should uh, replace Chris? Um, or do you think um, any other guests that we should have on? Um, I will be deleting all comments of that nature before Johnny reaches them. <laughs> let's see you try um, and uh, yeah leave us a comment down below what do you think ask us some more questions bloody go for it go hell for leather um, once again everyone thank you so much for listening we'll see you next time bye bye